Erica Erlbeck. This is the So You Talk to Cows podcast. This semester, we've focused on risk and crisis communications, and so our guest today talks about risk every single day. Ron Roberts is the chief meteorologist for KAMC-TV here in Lubbock. My husband and I both worked with Ron in the late 90s and early 2000s, and now we watch him religiously. My husband is a farmer in the Texas Panhandle, and the relationship with the local meteorologist is a very important one, and that's why I asked Ron to be on my podcast. Weather affects everything in agriculture, and sometimes weather is a risk, sometimes it sparks a crisis. So, Ron Roberts, tell us about your career. As I said, I've watched you for years and heard you talk about the 1970 Lubbock tornado many times. Is that what sparked your interest in weather? Yeah, I mean, I really was interested before that as a kid, you know, to do uh, radio. I wanted to be a DJ. Uh, And then in May 11th, 1970, I was 12 going on 13. That made a major impact when my dad took me downtown and we just uh, looked at the utter destruction, you know, of uh, parts of downtown Lubbock. And so that kind of changed me, kind of pulled me toward weather. And so as time went on, I did become a DJ. I was that top 40, you know, jock, you know, doing it. But that paid my way to get through college. And then in 1983, after doing my television classes at Texas Tech, I was hired by KLBK TV to do the weather. And there you go. From 83 now, we're, we're still doing it. It's a wonderful job. You know, it really is a, a great job. Cool, cool. And you do a very good job of it. Um, you. So, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that your television meteorologist has a, a responsibility to the viewers. So will you explain that to us? Well, you know, we, it is it's a responsibility for us to give you the very best forecast that we can, if that's what you're looking for. Um, the public does really depend on television. You know, years ago, it was a newspaper. You'd get the newspaper. That was the weather forecast from the National Weather Bureau. It's, that was it's what it was called back in that time. And there was your forecast. But as time has gone on, uh, weather has become more co- complex uh, in that our lives have become more complex. And so, you know, now it's a situation where every single day, uh, and now there's exceptions, you know, in the summertime, you got to, if your kids are at school, I mean, at home, not at school, it's nice, 99, 99, 99, you know, all those kind of days, just many of those 99 degree days. But, but at the same time, where we get a lot of interest is when we go through transition seasons, like the one we're going through now. And, and fall and spring, you know, those are transition seasons. And then people really in our region are really just focused in on when's it going to snow again, because our average snowfall in the West Texas and the Southern Plains as recorded by the climate data at the National Weather Service in Lubbock, our snow continues to dwindle ever so smaller every single year. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But we're in a strong El Nino. El Ninos really don't do much to us in summer, except that it can make a hot summer hotter. But what's really going to be affecting us is the El Nino during winter. So we didn't really have a snow event last year. We've been pretty snow dry for the last uh, 24 months or so. And so this El Nino is going to help us get the snow. And you know, and, and you you and many others know that I call that the S word because it's so difficult to forecast, but I think this year El Nino is going to help the S word happen. 
Okay. All right. Very good. I, I will hold you to that. And, but I will not say nasty things to you on Twitter if it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let, let's go there. How do you handle that? Cause I know that some people like when they just get frustrated that it hasn't rained or that it's been so hot. Well, Ron, this is your fault. Fix it. How do you handle those situations when people start getting well, with, with courtesy, because you know, people really do want to have an accurate weather forecast. And when the forecast is not accurate, and sometimes that happens, we miss them. Let's take a quick break. It's here. We are agricultural communication students at Texas Tech University, and we've been hard at work to bring you the Agriculturalist magazine. Our featured story is about the cotton research being done at Texas Tech and how it serves cotton producers across the Texas High Plains. Other topics we cover include water conservation, agricultural advocacy, Texas wine, and more. Find it online at ttuagriculturist.com or in a mailbox near you. We're back with KAMC meteorologist Ron Roberts. Ron, just for background, will you explain the difference between weather and climate? Well, I mean, to me, weather is uh, one of the more, man, interesting uh, jobs to have. I mean, we, there, there's, you know, a lot of different things, you know, there's climate, which is uh, parcels of years of data that you use to determine, you know, what the average is going to be. Weather is what happens to you daily. And you, you know, you, you really have to be able to take each day in the National Weather Service and the government does a great job of giving us the highs, the low precipitation, wind speeds, those kind of things. And so, you know, when you, when you live uh, in the world of weather, in my mind, everything that's weather, I know it's going to soon become climate. So I'm a little bit more sensitive. I'm more tuned to, okay, what this is a strange day. And there are many days that are not strange days or average lows, just typical weather. But there are those anomalies and those are the ones that really stick with you, you know, and you say, hmm, how did that happen? So the climate crisis is pretty hotly debated and uh, it, it catches uh, it catches some strong, strong feelings when people talk about it. So how do you communicate about climate change when there's a lot of people that just won't hear it? Well, I, I, I try not to make it so in your face as to create a panic because uh, climate change is not a panic. Uh, climate change is just reality that climate is changing. And I don't really go into the deep numbers that it's human pushed because when we do that, then you turn off about 85% of your audience, especially in this area, mm -hmm. uh, that, oh no, because, what 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 is just a hundred miles south of Lubbock? One of the biggest oil patches in the world, and so you can't you can't uh, really hit that hard. So I just ask people to do this, just on your own empirically, and empirically means observations that you are noticing yourself, and you can make some type of uh, maybe you know. A hypothesis on your own empirical and what i find is when i talk that way to people 
here's what they do. They go, you know, yeah, I have noticed that the weather is changing. So climate change, you know this as well as I do, Erica, everything is getting so political sized that when you take climate change and make it a political thing, I wish politicians, frankly, could use a different approach mm-hmm. uh, because um, now there's going to be one party saying yes, yes, yes. And another party saying it's, it's fake, fake news, fake news, fake news. And my friends were just talking about science. We're just talking about science and we're just talking about what's happening to science. No one from KMAC has said, okay, Ron Roberts said the whole world's going to end. No, no (laughs) one said anything like that. We will adapt. But again, we also recognize uh, some of the things that's happening in our climate is because of human activity. Take this for example. Uh, Before the EPA began to clean up the atmosphere, you could see smog in Los Angeles almost every day, right? Well, the EPA said, well, we're going to start requiring industries to put different type of mechanisms to capture that. And you know what? They did. And now the smog is not as big an issue as it was in 1970. Okay, because they made mitigations. But with climate change, you can't see CO2. Right. You can't see it. All right. So if we could, if like if we could fill in the dots here on our frames between me and you, cover up your wonderful face, cover up mine, which would be good, uh, with dots of, of CO2, what we would see is over the last 70 years. It's been going from da 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 Does that make sense? I know it's kind of crazy, but in other words, it would be more hazy. There's more CO2 in the atmosphere. What does that do? You ever hear of a planet called Venus? Thank you have. What is in the atmosphere of Venus? What's its dominant? Carbon. 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 CO2. Yeah. All right. So that's one of the the things that happens and so venus is what the planet's burning up okay mm-hmm. because the naturally that's what's happening there so if people could see it then they could go oh man this is this is not good but they can't and so what we need to do if i may suggest is that we need to get politicians out of talking about science and we need science to stay in our lane and politicians stay in their lane. Unfortunately, as you know, and many of us know, now the two lanes are crossing over each other and it sometimes creates a mess. A big mess at times. Um, I've got one more question for you. Um, Tell me about the craziest, scariest, most stressful weather day you have had. Tell me what was happening. You know, it had to be, uh, for me, since I came back from and in Oklahoma City, we have, when I was there working at Channel 5, we had several days of, uh, you know, a tornado warning would begin at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. At 1 o'clock in the morning, we were still on, you know, because there were so many tornadoes and severe weather. For me, uh, just about two years after I moved back to Lubbock from Oklahoma City, 
um, we had a, a tornado outbreak that started literally around 6.30 and it was still going at midnight. And at midnight, we had you know, a tornado that we could see uh, on a, we had one sky cam back then, but <laughs> it, we, it was in the right place, the right time. We saw the wall cloud and it was a tornado hit the Northeast side of Lubbock County. So that was a very long, I mean, we had one line after the other of severe thunderstorms. Of course, it was a very, you know, long night. But I got to tell you, uh, for me, those kind of nights are just, I, I'm, I'm exhilarated by it. Not because I want bad things to happen, but because things are happening. And that we can serve the public to try to help them to stay away from severe weather. The one that really, really got me in trouble was that we had a storm that was right turning. In other words, a thunderstorm was moving toward the east. It began to turn almost due south, southeast over in the metro Olympic area. It's, it's shallow water, then it started going basically down slide road. All right. And it was moving this way. That's called a right turner. Mm -hmm. When that thunderstorm started turning right, it was producing baseball sized hail and a wall cloud. I blew out the whole last, second to last episode of uh, the Housewives show. Oh, Desperate Housewives? Yes. yes, I blew it out. <laughs> I almost didn't get home that night because <laughs> I blew out the show. Luckily, ABC allowed us to run it the next week, and so we had two episodes. But man, I <laughs> but I will also tell you this: that uh, I went to see the damage the day, next day, <clears throat> and then uh, I was at uh, Sprouts one time about several years after this. And it sprouts this lady who looked at me and she said, you saved our life. Because they were lived in a pre-manufactured home that the hill had completely destroyed the wall, blown in all the windows. And oh. had they stayed there, their young children more than likely would have had a lot of injuries. So, you know, yes, we're going to get we're going to get people that are going to be upset. But the reality is. It's not my job that will let you watch your TV show. My job is to tell you what's going to be happening that can impact your family. That's what we do. Yeah. And that's, those are all the questions I have other than what else would you like to add? Well, just that, uh, you know, overall, it's uh, as we go forward into the future, uh, weather is going to continue to be something more difficult for us to forecast, but we're going to do our very best. We have better computers now that can pick up on some of the nuances that change our atmospheric conditions. And we're going to continue to give you the best forecast that we can. Uh, I'm not going to break in for a thunderstorm that's dropping rain. But Erica, if, if thunderstorms are coming toward, I don't care if the community is Amherst. If a thunderstorm is going toward Amherst that can produce a tornado, I will break into your programming. Because there are a thousand people that live there, and every single one of those people deserve to know what's going on from KMAC. And that's that's the, the passion. And that I think that's about all we need to say is that you all provide a public service and you provide a very good one. So thank you for watching the skies for us. Well, thank you. I enjoyed our time. Again, that was KAMC meteorologist Ron Roberts. Ron can be found on Twitter and Facebook, and his forecasts are available at everythinglubbock.com. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this, be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes regularly. So You Talk to Cows is supported by the Department of Agricultural Education and Communications at Texas Tech University. If you like the risk and crisis content we have focused on this semester, be sure to order your copy of the Crisis Communications Guide for Agriculture, Food, and Natural Resources, available now through Xanadu Press.